reason. The main great reason is the reason of the government neglecting the education department and the closing of the teachers' training college. Because these people, they are bringing in, they've never been trained officially. They went into the university, but they never went through the official training. And the other thing is the mushrooming of all these schools. For instance, there's a lot of schools which are mushrooms. And the government does not know about that. And now when the school's mushrooms, we do have all these uh, teachers from anywhere else who are teaching those I mean, uh, uh, schools. And now we need an audit from the government. One, they have to audit who are these teachers. They have to audit if the school accredited. Because you find some people who are teaching in those schools that don't barely have great health. And now we expect the, I mean, uh, our, I mean uh, our children to perform. And the first thing is the principal or the people, the head must do his own audit on the school, not to wait for the audit, for the national audit to see what is happening. The principal has to see each and every class whether they are getting right education and the inspector. We used to have those inspectors who could come and see when the teachers plan, when the teachers scheme to say what are they scheming and planning, and the teachers see, I mean, the inspectors sit at the back there and see what these, I mean, the teachers are doing. But now all that thing has died away. So the main problem yes. is the education, education department. All right. And now at the moment we do have a lot of resources. We do have e-pads, we do have books. Books is not a problem because books there are even more available than in the 1970s okay. and 80s. All right, Mlambo, that's where I've got to leave it. Uh, Elijah, uh, you've heard what the caller said in Mlambo there, that we have uh, grade 12 teachers uh, teaching children. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, there are, there are teachers that are underqualified and those that are unqualified in the education system, but they're in a minority. In fact, uh, we said something about that about six months ago, and we reported that with provinces had taken action against them. Uh, they'd been given time to upgrade their skills and get the necessary qualifications. Uh, some of them who had not complied with that directive had been dismissed from the education system because they had been in the system for, for some time, and even when they were told that they needed to... Um, to uh, uh, obtain the necessary qualifications, they, they did not do so. But we encourage them to um, to uh, enroll for courses and be able to teach. Because some of them joined the education system when there were shortages, and we needed um, teachers who could fill the gap uh, uh-huh. and uh, teach certain subjects. So they are not in a my, my, my majority. They are very small. I mean, they have over 410,000 teachers. And uh, in the system, and those that are unqualified or underqualified, they are less than 10,000. So it's a very small number. Now, an ex-language teacher uh, on the SMS line says, the problem lies with the closing of teacher training colleges. Another poor decision of the ANC government, poor reading skills are a disgrace to our education system. Now, we spoke about this earlier. Is that perhaps something that government is perhaps re-looking at? Um, we are putting new new training interventions in place. You know, we, we, we can't necessarily go back if we can do other things that can help us now. We have what we call a primary school improvement reading program, which is currently being implemented by the National Education Collaboration Trust together with teacher unions. And uh, it started work last year, 
since then, 11,700 uh, foundation faith teachers and, and about 60% of subject advisors have already undergone the training. And when that particular program started, about 48% of, of subject advisors had the necessary understanding of the policy and methodology that is required for them to be able to support teachers. And right now where we are, 78% of them are well armed with the skills that they need for them to now go into schools and provide support to teachers. And that work is done on a quarter-by-quarter basis, preparing teachers for the work that must be done in that particular quarter. And that particular intervention is, is working because it is rigorous, it is detailed, and it focuses on reading skills of our teachers at, fund, uh, at foundation phase. So we believe that such interventions are very important. Uh, I mean, having to look at our uh, opening teacher training colleges, you will also need to put in place a program to say what are these teacher training colleges are going to do because just opening them is, is one thing. But what is it that is going to happen there? Because time has moved and things have, have changed. Even if you were to open them, you need to decide what it is exactly that is going to be done um, to make sure that they are appropriately skilled. Now, Eric is calling us from East London. A very good morning to you, Eric. Good morning, Elvis. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, Elvis, it's not about closing down the teacher training colleges. It's about what goes into the content of training that teacher, even at the university level. Mm-hmm. So when the teacher is trained and then he comes out, what he has learned even from the university is what he impacts on the learner. So the methodology of teaching and learning, if it's not adequately prepared with the teacher during the training, even at the university, hmm. it's zero. All right. Eric, thank you so much. That's Eric in his London. Mike, you're calling us from Newlands. A very good morning. And good morning, Gilbert. Thanks, you again for taking my call. Interesting show. I have to say that, uh, well, first of all, I'm a bit shocked that the gentleman uh, speaking on behalf of the government education system says that we shouldn't worry too much about these surveys. I mean, I would have thought we should be worrying very much about it. If we want to be the best in the world, and that's what we should be shooting for, then we should be going for not number one, not worrying about We seem to be unconcerned that we're now number 50. By the way, five years ago, we had a similar survey to this, and I think we were there then in the late 40s. So well done to the ANC. They dragged us down to the world's worst. The other thing that I want to say is that we need to actually just ask the question, why is Satu coming into the studio? I always get confused when you say you're having Satu. We should have the dep- or the uh, shadow minister of education, Elvis. Nobody in Satu is... I didn't vote for Satu to get involved in the education system. Their job is to look after the well-being of the teachers, not to comment nor have anything to do with the education of our children. So I would definitely cancel that appointment, Elvis, and I'd be happy to make myself available for the rest of the morning to handle any questions on behalf of the general public, if you like. And uh, thank you very much for a great show. Thanks, Elvis. Thank you, Mike and Talking about Satu, Mr. Mugwena Moluleke is the General Secretary of the South African Democratic Teachers Union, joining us on the line. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. In fact, it seems like we've just lost him there for a second. We're going to get back to him. Uh, but, uh, uh, Mr. Mshlanga, in closing, how do we salvage this entire situation where we can bring uh, reading for grade fours up to standard? With really intensifying the, the, the three things that I've since mentioned, one is the primary school improvement uh, program that NECT is driving together with teacher unions, is funded by CETA. 
uh, um, uh, led by the Department of Basic Education, that is having an impact in terms of equipping subject advisors with the skills they need to support our teachers. The other one is the early uh, early grade reading study, which we are currently implementing in two provinces. It needs to continue, but as well, the read to lead campaign as well, which is um, galvanizing South Africans to embrace the reading culture. That too needs to be intensified and be supported. We need to form book clubs and all of those things so that all these three things that we are doing are successful. Remember, the one focuses on parents and the, and the involvement of uh, communities. The other one focuses on, on subject advisors. And then, the, the, then the, the third one focuses on, on the teachers and what is happening inside the classroom. So all of these things, they cover the three spheres that need to be covered for us to be able to see the improvement that we want to see. So it is important that each and every person who's concerned about this, they do the, something themselves rather than to shift blame or point blame. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mr. Mtlanga, thank you so much for your time and joining us. That was thank the you. spokesperson for the Basic Education Department, Elijah Mtlanga. But joining us now is Mugwena Maluleke. He's the General Secretary at the South African Democratic Teachers Union, SATU. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Good morning, and uh, good morning to your listeners, and uh, thank you for your time. Now, the focus really this morning is on almost four and five grade four pupils that fall below that lowest international recognized level of reading literacy in South Africa. And South Africa is last out of 50 countries in the progress in international reading literacy study in Pearls. What do you make of this particular study, and, and how much blame will the union take in the results of this study? Because some suggest that it's the teachers that's responsible for this. Well, we have learned over the years that the South African society is about <laughs> blaming the teachers instead of appreciating the condition that they find themselves in and condition the, and, and, and the environment that majority of our teachers find themselves in the learners. Because if you compare that study and then you look at the learners who are using their mother tongue, they have performed well. Uh, comparatively. And then when you look at the learners who are not given the opportunity to learn and be able to write and answer the test in their mother tongue, if you look at Spedi, if you look at Sizur, you realize that those particular learners are disadvantaged because they're not learning in mother tongue. So our take as an organization is that uh, they are lessons to be learned and therefore need to uh, improve. So we take responsibility, all of us, uh, in terms of the quality learning and teaching campaign to say that we need to correct the system and make sure that we implement the right policies. Mother tongue teaching is a fundamental um, uh, issue that we cannot deny. Issues of supporting the teachers in the rural areas, in the township schools, providing them with the necessary resources is something that is indisputable that uh, if we want to improve the quality of of reading for our children. Now, talking about mother tongue, we spoke about it earlier. Mother tongue teaching at that grade, grade four, is still perhaps in mother tongue. But the study reveals that 80% of those learners, we're talking about 80% of the grade four learners, are not able to read in any language. That would mean in their own mother tongue. Well, we need to question that because uh, the issue is that even the report itself would uh, acknowledge the fact that those who were allowed to answer in their own mother tongue 
and having been uh, taught in mother tongue, because you remember in grade four is where you introduce the English language most of the time. Mm. And clearly it is that uh, those particular children are already disadvantaged because they have got to transit from mother tongue now to English, and that in itself is a challenge for our children. And uh, we as an organization have been indicating clearly that uh, when the teacher colleges were there, you had enough time to train foundation phase teachers. But since the colleges of education were closed, the universities are training, but they're not really paying attention to the fundamentals of teaching in foundation phase. So it's an area that we need to be um, attending to. But also um, the, the report clearly also finds that uh, those who were exposed to uh, early childhood education at an early stage have been able to benefit out of it, something that we are still having very few of our, our children attending to early childhood development as well as early childhood education in terms of your national development plan. So we have not been able to implement that. So therefore, uh, is an area that we need to focus on. We are busy training many teachers in partnership with the NECT. We have been training about 60% of the foundation phase. Uh, I subject advisors to assist our teachers because they need continuous assistance. They need continuous mentoring and and, and supply of, of, of the necessary resources to be able to deal with this thing. It is not good for our country that we perform at that particular level. We need to improve and do everything we can. Now, we're conducting a poll also today, and we're asking that question, who do you believe is to be blamed? And I can tell you now that Mm. on that poll, 50% of the 172 votes we got in thus far says the curriculum is to be blamed to be blamed. And 24% says teachers and 26% says it is the parents. But looking at the curriculum, 50%, is that, could that be a problem? Yes, yes, that is a problem um, because as we transited from the two previous versions of the curriculum, we started with a curriculum that was now uh, test-driven. So in other words, you have turned the classroom in foundation phase into exam factories. Okay, so when you turn the the, 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 the the classrooms into exam factories, what the, the result is going to be that the children do not uh, read to understand and comprehend and be able to be creative and be able to apply the knowledge. But what they do, you teach you are training them to pass that particular test. So that is an area of caps that we need to be able to address. It's not different from the other second vision that we had because it was also driven by tests. So the curriculum, which curriculum is based on testing and testing and lit tables, then you are going to you have a situation where our children are denied the right to be creative, innovative, and being themselves so that they are then able to apply that. The lack of readers in our schools are also um, uh, impacting negatively on, on, on the ability of our children to read. Mm-hmm. Should it be then... Uh, which is a curriculum driven. Yes. Yeah. Should, should, should a curriculum base be, be based on outcomes based then? Is that what you're suggesting? No, the curriculum is based on outcome based. What mm. you do, what, what, what they do is just they revise the curriculum. The, the, the curriculum is resource dependent. 
So it's very intensive. We need to be able... It, it can't be assumed that each and every child can read the same book, can read the mm. same textbooks. Yes. It cannot be, because that is excluding many of the children because of their background, because of the culture, because of their ability, and some of the children, obviously, which are not being tested, uh, that they're having learning areas and, uh, uh, and challenges. So uh, it is a problem. It's a curriculum. It, the curriculum is so, is so, is so, is so, is so, is so, is so packed that the teachers find them having to do a lot of writing instead of teaching. Mm -hmm. So we need to look at the curriculum. I agree with all the people who are saying the curriculum is a problem. We need to re-look at the curriculum and make sure that the curriculum addresses the culture and the context of our country. You can join in on the conversation 891 like uh, Romeo, oh Romeo, where are thou? Is in Harry Smith. A very good morning to you. Oh, Elvis. Elvis <laughs> <laughs> uh, is quite really a problem, yeah. If the research is indicating that 80% of the grade 4 cannot read it, even in their mother language, it means that we have got the wrong uh, people who are taking care of our children. Because it begins from grade one, maybe from grade zero, by grade two, by grade three, they are beginning to read, to make them a competition as part of their test of reading. So that means we do, from the beginning, uh, the teaching process itself is not quite really okay. Whatever maybe they, they would acquire from the college um, does not make yes. with our children to accommodate them to understand even their mother language, even they can could not read the other part of language. Mm-hmm. Are we saying we are employing wrong people or we place the wrong teachers um, to take care of our kids into the wrong classes or we visit our college or to visit our curriculum? All where right. are we supposed to start with? Yes. All Thank right, you. Romeo in Harry Smith. Billy, you in Port Elizabeth, a very good morning to you. Elvis, I'm going to be quick. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether you are familiar with lots of cars like Colt. Mm, now, I am. Colt does not stand for a car. <laughs> Colt is the culture of learning and teaching. Mm. Now, Elvis, if we talk a walk about, if we take a walk about myself and you, we will find that Colt or the culture of learning and teaching is almost non-existent in our African schools. Mm. And le- leave the parents for a minute and the basic education and training Focus mainly, Elvis, on the teachers, mm. in particular Sato. If you don't believe me, give a call to Professor Jonathan Janssen. He will tell you the reason why we are here in the main, right? He calls it a bitter pill to swallow, whereby Sato members will take their kids to the former Model C schools, right? Whilst they themselves are teaching in the African schools. Now, whether you call it pills or teams or SACMEC, any benchmark in testing Elvis, including the ANAS, annual national assessments, there's a correlation, mm-hmm. right? Our kids are just not performing because the teachers don't have both content knowledge and pedagogical knowledge. Don't bring the, bring the curriculum mm-hmm. because your former model schools, it doesn't matter what curriculum you introduce from 1998 when Tulas was a general secretary of whether it's OBE or NCS or RNCS as revised in 2002 when Adalit Panda was the minister, it doesn't matter, Elvis. The content knowledge and pedagogical knowledge is not there. 
Now, your former white schools, uh, Elvis, it doesn't matter what curriculum you introduce or keep on revising it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They will continue performing at a higher level because yes. the teachers, they have got both. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. That's Billy and P. In closing, Mr. Maluleke, going forward, what is the union um, in the education sector going to do with the results of the study and moving forward? How do we empower our children in grade four to read? One is that we need to go back to the basics and ensure that the, the training colleges uh, in the university because that place they, they do the right thing in terms of training our teachers uh, and balancing both pedagogy and subject content knowledge. It's very, very important um, that, that we do that as a matter of agency. But um, as a matter of um, extreme agency is that we need to ensure that the teachers get the necessary support right in the classroom. If they're teaching the second language, there must be an additional um, resources uh, availed to them in the form of um, a subject advisor uh, who I really understand the, the, the language. And the, the mother tongue is something that we cannot uh, run away from. It, it's going to be very critical that uh, we improve on that because that's the only way we can f- uh, build a strong foundation for reading. We also would want that the department and all of us take responsibility in ensuring that this high level uh, of commitment to resources that are necessary in the classroom, but teachers must spend most of their time really teaching and not writing papers mm-hmm. after papers in terms of workload that is given all to right. them. Uh, the parents help our children to read at home, then we'll be able to overcome this particular problem. I thank you so much for your time, sir. Great pleasure indeed. That was Mugwena Moluleke. He's the General Secretary at SATU.